Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. It's almost like we did this right after the first one and there's no lag in time. Yeah, and I definitely am not having a second drink of the same exact type that will make the second half of this much worse. Wow, how do you remember that after three weeks? I don't know how long it's going to be. Welcome to the Touchlines and Touchdowns podcast, the world's first and therefore greatest football football mashup podcast. Um, I assume that by now it will have come out that uh, the English national football team uh, is disbanding. Um, and that's why uh, the Touchline Media Group hates us today, because we are not recording this uh, in advance. We are recording this the day. Um, with no script and release yeah no this is definitely we planned this out perfectly uh i am your host asa aka the twig i'm with my co-host uh stump aka napoleon greg uh we are here to talk about harry potter uh this episode is brought to you by the smith workforce management group as well as whoever blue wire decides to put in um so let's get right into it uh the uh flying car has just landed on the grounds with no sense of defense or problem, um, which begs the question as to why evil wizards didn't just, you know, jog. But here we are. Yeah, there's a bunch of stuff throughout the uh, book series about how, like, oh, Hogwarts is impenetrable. These two morons flew a car into, like, the most valuable tree on the property. Wait, they, they, they flew it into the Whomping Willow, right? Yeah, sure did. I guess, in fairness, the grounds fought back, and that's something to be, to be said. But, like, yeah, they flew it into the Whomping Willow. The Whomping Willow beat the shit out of the two of them and then drove off – or beat the shit out of the two of them plus the car, and the car immediately went feral. 
Why does the car have um, autonomy? Uh, yeah. I was gonna say I don't know, like but that's actually one of my that's like actually one of my favorite parts is the car like the car gets punched like three times it's like nope fuck this I'm going to the woods and living and living deliberately. Sure, but again, like we, we get to a question of like Westworld esque why are the robots self aware? Yes, now, it's a it's a good question. It needs to be answered. I think um, Joanne owes us some answers. Uh, so so before we continue, uh. In the last week, and by last week, I mean like the last um, <clears throat> 15 minutes. minutes. Yeah, uh, I looked it up, and the original actor to play Gilderoy Lockhart was not Kenneth Branagh, who did a great job. Yeah. It was Hugh Grant. Which is somehow like even more perfect. I think he would have been amazing. Oh, it would have been great. Like if you're yeah. telling me like we could have gotten, because remember that this would have come out at around around the height of his of his powers right like he hadn't he hadn't um devolved into like the gentleman yet which um is a great film um but but is not hugh grant at hugh grant's best right he's like just coming off of like notting hill yeah and love actually which i'm not even sure he's in i think so i've never actually seen it i have no idea yeah uh he he was in one of those like love actually or last christmas or Something like that. Valentine's Day. He he's in the one with the with the with the signs, right? I think that's love, actually. Right. Uh, again, shout out to my wife for never making me watch it. Yet. Oh no. Yet. <laughs> oh dear. I hope she skips. I hope you better hope she skips this episode. Oh no. Um, please don't make me watch it, dear wife. Anyways. So we get on the grounds um, and they get uh, reamed by Professor McGonagall. No, 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 no. They sit there in front of the door and talk shit about Professor Snape as Professor Snape is standing behind them listening. Excellent. (laughs) Wait, so they, they, like, they go full, like the office joke. He's right behind me, isn't he? Yeah. (laughs) Sure is. Yep. Uh, Snape tries to expel them, which he can't because he is, which for some reason that we have to establish He's not multiple my times. supervisor. Yes, he is not their supervisor. <laughs> for some reason, we have to establish this multiple times. Only heads of houses can expel students, and he is not their head of house. So they get away with it, essentially. Uh, right. I mean, they're down a car, and Ron gets a howler, uh, which might be the funniest, like, wizarding world thing. So let's just, like, humiliate our, our child in public. Yes. I'm going to explain something, uh, at least like from like a parenting perspective. And maybe, maybe it's like, like, this is like a, a cultural thing. Like this could be like a super like white waspy thing, like that you want to humiliate your child in public to get a point across. But in, in at least my culture and, and certain, and, and I'm aware of other minority cultures, um, that, that doesn't happen. It's you get a look, Right. Like, like when your kid like really screws up, like as a dad, um, you just give him a look and I don't, I don't know if that works when you're a thousand miles away. What you're telling me that Arthur couldn't show up in Hogsmeade via apparition, walk up to the grounds and be like, Hey, Ron, come on, let's, we're, we're about to talk real quick. Well, of course he couldn't because Arthur couldn't care less. It's mostly Molly. So fine. So Molly, like, look, I'm, I'm, I'm not like, I'm very, very opposed to beating your children. Right. 
And like, I think. Oh, Paul, good. I'm Paul glad Paul, we've yeah. established this. No, no. <laughs> it's like a Stephen A. Smith thing. Now, Greg, you know this I'm is, against. <laughs> this is, God, no. This is a follow up. This is actually the sequel to the Felder episode where we go further into parenting tips. Right. No, but like what, what I'm saying is that like, I'm not, I'm not in favor of, of, of that style of parenting. Right. But I think that British parents in the early nineties probably would have been. And like, if you tell me that Molly Weasley wasn't showing up in Hogsmeade with a shoe, like to just be like, like right quick, we're going to, we're going to have a conversation. Like, I just don't believe you. Oh, there's no doubt in my mind that uh, Molly Weasley used corporal punishment. Molly Weasley for sure did. Uh, Whatever Neville's grandma's name is definitely did. Any Slytherin parent definitely used corporal punishment. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, so, so that's what I'm saying. Like howlers make no sense to me. Um, but, but especially okay. considering uh, like other times throughout the books, the Weasleys easily make it into Hogwarts. Yeah. And like, I guess like as a secondary point, like, like to me, like that's not the worst thing that can happen. Right. Like a howler. Like, like that's not the worst thing that can happen. The worst thing that can happen is you do all this dumb shit and your parent just sends a letter like, ooh, ooh, wait till you get home. <laughs> wait till you get home. Like, that's so much scarier because a howler, it's like, okay, like I can, I can do some calculus in my head. Like I can do certain bad stuff and I'm going to get yelled at in public. And like, people are like, oh man, that was really bad. It's like, Shh, I don't care. I'm at, I'm, at, I'm at boarding school. I know my parents don't like me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you're like what oh you think your parents like you they shift you off for nine months out of the year um whereas like uh oh just you wait until christmas and you're like i'm staying for christmas just you wait till easter i'm staying for easter just you wait till the summer i wanna, <laughs> wanna. <laughs> it's got nine months of building but even then like the howler still doesn't really make sense like i understand that it like smokes and then lights up anyway but, like, as soon as you saw the Howler, if you're Ron Weasley, don't you just grab it and run outside? Like, why would he, why is he just, sure. I just fling it and try and frisbee it as far across the grounds as I can. Like, what's it going to do if it, hit, it hits the Whomping Willow? Can't hurt me then. It's like, it's like Rubius Hagrid spends a lot of his day getting yelled at by Howlers. <laughs> he just has to clean up all of the like singed grass where all the howlers went off. Yeah, it's like 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 uh, after homecoming dance because again, like this is a high school. Like after the homecoming dance, it's just like a series of howlers about pictures that got posted to Facebook. Like 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 you get to like 2005 Hogwarts, and it's like you wore what? <laughs> you get like the more racist. You posted parents. a you posted a wizard photo on Facebook. They don't know that those aren't videos. <laughs> and it's like, like from, from Dean Thomas's perspective, it's like, yeah, I just posted a video. No, it's a picture. It's, it's fine, guys. They don't care. Also, this girl's pretty hot. It's like, Dean, you shouldn't, you shouldn't do that. You go study. <laughs> go, go, go learn. <laughs> got, your, got your face on Facebook. You should get your face in a book, Dean Thomas, who I think is actually a pretty good student by all accounts. I, they all pass, so I don't... Right, yeah. <laughs> the only Gryffindor, ones really Gryffindor like... C's get degrees. <laughs> yeah, the only ones that they, like, really go out of the way to, like, point out is that, like, Hermione's very smart. Ron, Harry, and Neville are dumb, except for Neville in Herbology and Harry in Defense Against the Dark Arts. And, like, that's the end of the list. And Neville, we assume, we assume that, like, Neville's a stoner, right? 
Like that's he's why he's a good herbologist. At, yeah, right. Yeah, like that's why he's good at herbology. Like he's a he's a herbologist with an overbearing grandmother. Yeah, I think he wants to like take the edge off sometimes. <laughs> he just needs to take the edge off. Um so so then we get um the intro to like the actual it's not the first time, but like the intro to the actual like let's focus on some plot, which is when they're in detention. Again, this is the movie. When they're in detention, Harry starts hearing voices. Um, yeah, which is a, a, a very large snake. And he also, uh, well, he doesn't know that at the time, but this is also when we learn about the like searing racism throughout the wizarding world. Right, right, right. Um, so uh, it's, it's around this time that we, we, that Hermione gets called a mudblood. Yes. Uh, which appears to be the N word of the wizarding world. And somehow did not come up in the first book at all, despite the fact that it comes up multiple times in every book afterwards. And again, was a major like plot point for Voldemort's entire reign. Right. So like, I don't know, like maybe it's just me, but like Dean Thomas um, and Lee Jordan, well, I I don't know if Lee Jordan was muggle born, but Dean Thomas certainly was. Um, Yep. He grew up uh, a, a, a black kid in in london west london um and i i just have to imagine like like someone's like oh they called her a mudblood and he'd just be like that's it <laughs> like that that it's it that that rhymes like, you can't you can't be that harsh with a rhyme uh, yeah they just like ask him like which one's worse he's like nah man it's if you have to not close <laughs> <laughs> it's like you have to ask you know the answer yeah right like it's it's it's, it's like that that anytime someone's like oh yeah this is the n-word of x and it's like yeah if, if, if you say that it's the n-word and you won't say the word you've established which is worse <laughs> shout out john Mullaney. <laughs> i know this one's worse because we're not saying the n-word you'll say mudblood <laughs> right no problem saying mudblood we don't say the n-word um so, so we, we get, we get this slur. So we have racism, um, not race. Like, like, I guess it's not like race. I, I don't know what to call it. Yeah. Cause it's like, this well, is the only one that's like inter wizard. Everything else is like wizards being racist against other species. Yeah. So, so it's, I, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to put it in racism um, because it's uh, like, I guess like, uh, no, cause wizards aren't really a different race. It's like a, I mean, certainly bigotry, right? Um, it's definitely some sort of ism. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's um, elitism almost. It's, no, it's not that. Um, I, I guess it's like it's it's it's. I mean, racism. It's based on blood, right? Like it's pseudo scientific racism. I think um, we're spending too much time trying to figure this out. Like, because like I'm trying to think like like what did Nazis call themselves? And it's like. Nazis. Nazis. So I guess it's like sort of like vaguely Nazism. Um, I have again, yeah. too much time. All right. All right. Okay. We can All move right. on. We can move on to less depressing topics, such as a death day party, which Hooray. is actually kind of a phenomenal. That's actually kind of a phenomenal concept. Number doesn't, one doesn't happen in the movies, but continue. Uh, well, in the book, Harry uh, is tricked into agreeing to come to Sir Nicholas de Mimsy Popington's. Uh, I believe it's his 300th death day. Sure. Because he's pissed off that he didn't get into the headless hunt because 
this is actually a pretty funny little like throwaway in in the uh, books is that like his head is only holding on by a sinew. So the headless hunt is like, ah, you peasant, you don't belong with us. <laughs> um, uh, really, well, the only point on. of the. I, I, I do have something to say about Sir Nicholas and the concept of the headless hunt. Um, I'm pretty sure that can- canonically Sleepy Hollow is in New York. Um, Sleepy Hollow is the headless horseman. Um, yeah. So I'm just saying like the fact that, that the headless hunt is based in, in England. Don't take our stuff. Don't take That's ours. We don't, we, yeah. don't, we don't drink tea. You don't take headless people. You already took a Stan Kroenke team underperforming. Don't take our other things too. <laughs> oh man. I really hope that by the time this episode drops, Arsenal is, is not, uh, has not overtaken Tottenham <laughs> because uh, if that happens, I'm going to get a lot of crap. Um, Nobody's going to listen to this. It's just no. us. Yeah, it's just us. It's fine. Um, so, so death day party, which again, like I don't, I, I actually have never gotten a good answer as to why ghosts exist. Like, how do you become a ghost? Is that established? Yeah, it's established in, I think, in book six. By oh, because where is, where is Sirius? Yeah. And it's like, what is it? Like, you, you're, like, unhappy with something that happened in your yeah, life? Yeah, basically. Um, okay, well. Here, the Death Day Party really only serves to as, like, a plot for their point to put Harry in the dungeons. Because, again... So he, I believe he only, when he's in detention, he hears like the voice for the first time, but it's just like kind of murmurs. And then I think the death day party is when he hears it for the first time in the school and he's with Ron and Hermione. So this is the first time he tells somebody that he's hearing voices, which is good. That's always, and I do appreciate that like Ron actually says, even in the wizarding world, hearing voices nobody else can (laughs) isn't a good sign. It's, It's not great. And like, like Ron putting it that way is like a very funny thing to me because like he's acknowledging that some like there's some weird shit that goes on in the wizarding world. I was like, yeah, right. that's not that's not one of them, dude. <laughs> like, well, I mean, he's had to deal with Harry for two years, being like, oh, like is this weird? No. Is like flying through fireplaces weird? No. Is having a Nazi store in the next door to the bank weird? Nah. Is it weird is he- to hear voices? Yeah, dude. Yeah. It's, weird. <laughs> it's like it's not great. Like, and then like I wonder like why there's not like like Madame Pomfrey like just being like, here's some Adivan. <laughs> it will make the voices go away. I mean, that's an entirely different story. Is like what kind of what kind of uh things that like the healers go through when we get to St. Mungo's because like healing there is mostly transfiguration and herbology i think so so like how do they deal with depression do wizards get depressed because I mean, harry's depressed most of books like four five and six yeah um so like uh, yeah like is 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 there like ads at at quidditch games it's like the sad like the sad bouncing thing that that, that had for um for for like well butrin or 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 zizol or no zizol is for allergies no there's no there's no ads for prescription drugs in england because they have universal health care so they don't have to that's not how that works right it happens at quidditch in new york though which is again <laughs> nine innings long nine innings long and it's mostly based on fighting um which again we would like if we were wizards we would grow up huge fans 
of um, the Michigan State University Quidditch team. And we would call it Quidditch, and they would be like, that's not Quidditch. This is Quidditch. And we had to like, put on a helmet and some shoulder pads and, and get in a three-point stance. Don't talk to me. Because you're about to get some bludgers. And Sorry. All the bludgers. Um, we, hold on. Bludgers comes up. Bludgers comes up in this book. I, I it don't does, know but we're – you are. We're one. Okay. I, I thought that was going to be a perfect segue. Uh, it turns out that we're actually skipping a pretty important chapter. Uh, it's when, so he hears the voices coming out of the dungeons and he follows right. it up with Ron and Hermione following up and they come up to the corridor on oh, the third this, floor. This is, this is the cat, right? Where they see Mrs. Norris, Mrs. Norris just on a uh, torch, whatever the fuck you call it. I can't think of the word. Staunchin. She's like, Chilling, completely petrified, and a whole bunch of water all around her. Um, yeah. Foreshadowing! Also, like, then, we, I mean, like, just kill off the dang cat. Yeah, like, if you're really not gonna... <laughs> <laughs> like, like, we're not I'm gonna not, miss Mrs. I'm cool with not. Yeah, I'm cool with not murdering children. I'm good, I'm good with that, that, that concept, Joanne. But you can kill a cat. It's a cat. They have. They, it's a cat. Well, especially considering how many people hate Filch, like it blows my mind that somebody hasn't written to their parents, and their parents haven't written to the board of governors. They're like, "Yo, you need to get this creep ball and his fur ball the fuck out of this school." This Maybe, is like he wants to hang kids by their thumbs. That's not cool, man. Uh, I, again, like, like you, you. This might be like a like Harry says, like. Hey, is it normal to hang kids by their thumbs? And Ron's like, yeah, man, that's just how we do it here. That's mostly a Slytherin thing, but yeah, like it's totally acceptable. Yeah, no, no, no. Like the, the, the trick is, is, is you do pull-ups while they do it. Um, yeah, kids swell. Uh, you know, like you got to do back, back and by anyways. So, you know, uh, just make it happen. Uh, Quidditch happens again. Hooray. Yes, we can. I think that's everything that's in the in the. Yeah, right. We got the water. Yeah, great. Oh, everybody uh, and everybody thinks it's Harry. I mean, it's probably everybody Harry. starts. Everybody it's starts sort of like Harry. from a certain point of view, it is Harry. No, from a certain point of view, it's Ginny. No, from a certain point of view, it's Harry because one seventh of Voldemort is in Harry. Oh God! He feels him inside him. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to get into this. I don't want to get into this. Uh, okay. Yeah, so then we start. So then we start playing. Yeah. So then we start playing Quidditch, and uh, Harry gets chased all around by a rogue bludger. Sure. Who just keeps? Who, who despite everybody in again, almost everybody in the school, including teachers, watching and this happen, and Dumbledore. Nobody's like, hold on, maybe we should call a timeout and like figure out what's going on with this thing. They're just like, nah, just let him play until he uh until he's he twelve. He's twelve. He can figure it out. Um I, again, like this 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 goes to my to, to our theory about Dumbledore and um Harry, and Harry's just like live bait. And like I think yeah. like Dumbledore knows like, oh, he can't die because Voldemort's in him. So like he can't he can't die. So it'll be fine, like whatever. Madame Pomfrey's good in her Yeah, Madame so, so that's the other thing. He actually, so like when he falls, he falls off his broom because of the bludger and then he breaks his elbow, I believe, or breaks yeah. his arm, something in his arm. Yeah. And then Gilderoy, again, in front of most of the school and plenty of teachers, 
uh, tells him that he knows how to fix it very easily and does a spell. Did we go out of order? With what? Are we missing the Polyjuice Potion? Nope. Okay, cool. Uh, we might have been missing the discovery of it, but we have not missed the actual... Yeah. Okay. Uh, so Gilderoy makes all the bones in Harry's arm appear. And again, most of the school, all of the professors are watching this happen, and nobody's like, hold on, maybe you should wait and let the actual doctor do that, because she, you know, she's very good at herbology, and she's, you know, not just memory charms, and nope, we're not going to wait for this? Okay. See you, Harry. Well, enjoy okay. that one. Best of luck. <laughs> and, 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 like, it's a, it's a it's a broken wrist or arm or elbow or whatever. Elbow, I think, yeah. Yeah, and like, although I, I I wonder, like they they say broken, like like the way that like it could have broken, but it, it it could have like shattered. Like he was pretty high up. Either way, from from Madame Pomfrey's own uh, you know statement, mending bones is very easy. Regrowing them is hard, which actually kind of make like. Not a lot of things about magical medicine make sense, but fix the thing that snapped versus, uh, you know, completely regrowing them makes a lot of sense. How do we, actually, how do, yeah, how do we feel about the fact that there's a different uh, spell to fix uh, glasses and bones? Does that, that make sense? sense to us? Okay, cool. Good. Yeah, it's a it's a human thing versus no, 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 a... repairo. It's just fucking repair shit. I don't know. Well, they do that. Yeah, they do it a couple of times. Which actually, although the snapping thing brings me back to something else that I forgot to mention during the Wampin' William portion, which is that Ron breaks his wand. Which uh, I don't think I even mentioned this in the first one. I have a lot of problems with Ron's wand. That that's going to be horrible. Uh, do you have problems with Ron's wand? A lot of them in multiple ways so in the first book it is, is it a mentioned, thickness issue it is a hand-me-down issue which is worse because in the oh, first no. book, you can't you can't use someone else's wand you can't I mean, no, no, wand. Not, like is it like not a even your brother's wand? no it's his brother's <laughs> wand which is so right, much worse like, right like like a dutch rudder situation like like work the I arm think that's how that works no i don't it, i think it's more like a stranger thing because <laughs> because alvander alvander tells us the wand chooses a wizard and you can only do good enough magic when you have like the one that chose you but somehow uh ron ends up with percy's hand-me-down wand which makes no sense for two reasons number one that means that percy decided that he was too good for the one that chose him and just went and got another one which supposedly isn't supposed like not supposed to happen number two ron's wand didn't choose him so like he sh- there's a reason that he was a shitty student all through the first book because that one's not going to do magic for him, which then brings me to another point, which is that once once Ron's wand breaks, uh, it starts like backfiring it on him all the time and everything. But canonically, Hagrid's pink umbrella, which contains his broken wand pieces and presumably was much more like thoroughly broken by the ministry than the tree that punched Ron in the face, his pink umbrella doesn't backfire him at all. He's only... Uh, limited by the fact that he sucks as a wizard which is a whole other thing that we'll get to in book three uh all of which is true um i do want to say as it relates to uh a broken wand backfiring um habits the best of us lots of men have performance issues yeah with their wand (laughs) yep Okay, so uh, when the, so so the real reason why he has to regrow his arm is because uh, he needs to be in the hospital. Like, well, the real reason, 
the the exposition reason. Right. Like 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 the plot reason. Like taking a step back. Like he needs to be there so that he can learn this thing. So while he's while he's there, um, Dobby comes to say hi. Again. Uh, again. And he says, like, please stop. Please stop trying to kill me so that I cannot die. No, no, no. <laughs> Harry asked that to Dobby because Dobby at this point uh, admits that all of these shitty things that have been happening to Harry have been Dobby trying to help. It's like, stop helping, please. Like, I, I again, like, I would have, I would have loved a year of Harry Potter where it's like Harry Potter and the hanging out on the Quidditch fields. Not much happens. And, and the close race for the Quidditch Cup. Harry Potter and the, I really, really would like Ginny to talk to me this year. That's actually kind of part of the sixth book anyway. Yeah, he does get really into his best friend's little sister, which like, we'll yeah, talk like about really, that. Like really quickly too. We'll talk about that and, 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 and like why it's a little bit messed up that he was like obsessed with Cho Chang until um, he came to terms with the death of her ex-boyfriend and then suddenly um, he was cool with the entire matter um and also like yeah. the, the ethics of dating your best friend's little sister um well he also got rejected pretty hard by cho chang too because sure she did. again uh was a teenager trying to deal with the death of her boyfriend which uh did not go well no um uh but but we do know that um that we'll we'll we'll, we'll get there with that whole thing i have a rant about trying to date your best friend's little sister um right because i have a, a, a best friend with a little sister and like i wouldn't try to date her because um you're weird. married well I, I when i was 60 like i would not have done that um, oh, because okay. it's weird um and you don't do shit like that um because, you know um the touch dogs are here to remind us that now is a really really good time uh to uh talk to our sponsors so Uh, I, like I said, I hope that that's Dunkin' Donuts. Um, I'm a big fan of Dunkin' Donuts, even though I can't eat their donuts. Their coffee, phenomenal, phenomenal coffee. I will put Dunkin' Donuts coffee, uh, against any, uh, chain coffee. Um, oh yeah, it's really good. I, I, I think it's the best. I mean, it's certainly better than Starbucks and McDonald's amongst Starbucks. Places. Okay. So co- a controversial take Starbucks coffee is trash. They burn it every time. Is it controversial? I, some people really, really like it. I think it's those people that put like all the sugar and the milk in the thing. I sure. still drink it mostly black. So, so, so I'm, I'm Serious. a, yeah. So I'm a, I'm a hazelnut creamer type of guy. I do. So when I go to places, I do like to get a uh, vanilla creamer. It's pretty good. Yeah. Um, so, so I, I, I'm not a huge fan of Starbucks. Uh, if I'm not going to like get one of their foofy drinks, they, they like their foofy drinks are great. Like if I'm like, going to a meeting and I need coffee for my hour commute because I live in Los Angeles and everything is an hour away. So where are you um, going like a mile and a half away? Give or take. Um, you know, I'll either go, I'll either go Dunkin' Donuts, um, which don't really exist here. Um, or, <laughs> uh, yeah, I know. Uh, or gas station. I'm a big fan of gas station coffee. Low key. It's usually pretty good. Um, 7-Eleven coffee. Uh, pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, um, yep. that, I, that, that's my usual, like my Sunday league on the way to the game. I'll, I'll grab a, a 7-Eleven coffee and a banana um, to avoid cramping after I dehydrate myself with the coffee. Yes. Right. So um, we are back uh, in Dobby land. Dobby says, please go home. Harry says, I will kill you. Um, Dobby says, fine. Uh, so now- Dobby says, fight me, bitch. And Harry's like, 
Okay. Like what, 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 what are we trying to do? Um, I'm 12. Right. Are, are we at the, are we at the part where they get to a duel? Uh, the dueling club is the next chapter. Correct. Look at that. Look at yeah. that. Nailing it. Wait, hold on. Did, did we, did we miss? Why do I keep thinking that polyjuice happens earlier than it does? They figure it out, but uh, it's not till after the dueling club because the dueling club, because they have to think that Harry is. Uh, so the dueling club is that I think it's Gilderoy Lockhart actually has the idea. It's like, oh, we should teach them to duel so that they can fight against whatever's in the school instead of sure. everybody being like, yo, teachers need to figure this shit out because, like, we again, and also we have an entire, we have an entire office of aurors who at no point are they like, Maybe we should call in the professionals. I, I, I will say this. Um, it does not shock me that the cops uh, don't want to show up uh, to stop the Nazis. That's fair. I would also like to point out that, like, the oil drilling technology to find oil in the ground is good enough at this point that you could probably do a thermo of the school and be like, that's weird. There's a giant dick-like thing that's red hot four miles under the school. Should we check look that in, out? Should, should we look into that? Maybe? No? I, I mean, I'm know. just saying, like, like if, if West Texas oil drillers can figure out what's under the ground, um, wizards probably could too. Even using muggle technology. Like, why was Arthur Weasley not all over this? Does he not know what, that, what radar is? Come on, man. I mean, radar was was essentially invented in London. I feel like they yeah. they like they would have known about it. Uh, yeah. So, anyway, so we're at the dueling club. The dueling club um, presents one of my favorite moments in in Harry Potter movie history, which is uh, the like the it's it, it's meant to be this like very intense moment where uh, Malfoy says like scared Potter and and Harry's like you wish yes. and it's so campy and it's so funny. Um, it's not can't be. It is pure <laughs> sexual tension. <laughs> I I do think that that's an under underexplored aspect of this whole thing, um, where like somebody would have been sitting off to the side, a Ravenclaw of your or my ilk, with with Draco and and Harry would have been like, uh, you two gonna make out? Yeah, yep. because like you clearly like each other. Like and look, that's fine. Like I think the I think we should might be I think we this. should clarify that it was unexplored by J.K. Rowling because I guarantee you we if you go on Google yeah, don't don't do that I, I I will tell a funny story um uh one time in law school um uh we had had a couple of beverages and we did a uh, friend of the pod not friend of the podcast member Tim and I uh, did a dramatic reading of one of those fan fictions with Harry and Draco in the middle of a party and people were very uncomfortable. <laughs> It was super yeah. funny. <laughs> I can only imagine. I think my I think the funniest example of that was uh for the longest time, Whitehouse.com was not owned by the US government. It was owned by porn. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Uh my teacher in I think fourth grade went to Whitehouse.com on the school computer and then immediately had to unplug the computer. And that's when we learned it was Whitehouse.gov. Sure, sure. Um, so sexual attention aside. Um, Harry and Juan uh, and Draco take their wands out, point them at each other, and um, fill around a little bit. Fill around a little bit. Uh, yeah. And and like it's a funny thing because it's like this is set up as such a set piece in the movie, um, and it doesn't matter. Like it does nothing. It advances no plot. It 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 it, it informs us of nothing. It maybe it maybe puts Snape a little bit more over because by by this point you don't like Gilderoy Lockhart. 
So Snape like stunting on him, like maybe makes you like Snape a little bit more. Um, I, I mean, I don't even know if you don't like Gilroy Lockhart. He, you just know that he's a complete moron because the, the first class we kind of, we kind of glossed over it, but his first class is him just taking these pixies and letting them loosen the class and then immediately losing control and ceding all responsibility to Harry, Ron, and Hermione. Which again, why would you see, like, look, Harry, sure. Hermione, definitely. Ron, why? 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 Like, and if I remember correctly, Defense Against the Dark Arts he was, was like there. A, yeah, like a, a combined class with some other group. They, of, uh, it, it, yeah, I don't get how their class schedules work. I've stopped trying to figure it out. Yeah, um, but like if there was another class, like if it's a Hufflepuff, there's certainly a Hufflepuff who's more competent than Ron Weasley. Um, if it's Ravenclaw, for sure. And if it's Slytherin, like Draco is like, like, like we talk about Draco as like sort of like a villain. He seems to be a competent student. At the very least, in Defense Against the Dark Arts and Potions, bar none. Yeah, like, like he seems to be like, 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 like we like joke, like, you know, like, oh, he's the bad guy. Like, I think that he does his homework. Like, I don't get the sense that Draco Malfoy doesn't turn in his homework. No, of course not. He has to do his homework so that Crab and Goyle can do theirs. Right. By copying off him. Right. It is sort of a funny thing, like, like, oh, they're his enforcers. Well, from another point of view, he's their nerd. <laughs> yes it really is depending on which one which one you're looking at yeah um so 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 we we have this little like a uh, dueling thing. so the dueling well the big so the big point of the dueling club is to uh oh the right snake. the snake yeah yeah, yeah draco yeah. pops a snake out of his wand which goes and full then, moses like, by the way like if you if you want to do like like uh like biblical history of things and like biblical illusions which is like sort of like the the default of literary criticism um in a fight, a, a guy taking a, a staff or a wand and turning it into a snake—that's um, biblical, baby. I'm so you're say. saying J.K. Rowling plagiarized the Bible uh, more than once? Yes. Yeah. I'm just saying. Quite a few times. Ah, Quite a few times. Spoiler alert here, but Harry dies and comes back. <laughs> that's that's a that's a pretty like one to one, and I'm pretty sure they like parade him around with his arms out. I, I think they. I don't know about his arms out, but yeah, I'm pretty sure they like carry his body back as yeah. like some sort of. Let 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 me point you to the end of the book of Mark. <laughs> the guy from the Seven Eleven. No, that's Matthew. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, so the snake comes out. Sure. Uh, and then it like is going at Harry, and then takes a turn to Justin Finch Fletchy, Finch Fletcher. How are you playing it, bro? Yeah, I've never understood. So I understand, I understand that we find out later that, like, this is where we find out that Harry's a parcel mouth, which means that he can speak parcel tongue, which means that he can talk to snakes, which we actually learned in the first book when he talked to that boa constrictor. But I don't, like, I understand why kids are, like, scared about hearing somebody just hiss at a snake. But, like, from what's in the movie and what's described in the book, the snake very clearly backs away as soon as he yeah. says something. I don't understand how anybody misconstrues that to be like, he was sicking him on Justin. Like, no, the snake was already on Justin and then very clearly backed away. Right. So, so that, that was something I was going to bring up is that like, if you want to get mad at Harry because you think that only evil people can talk to snakes. um, One, again, if you have problems with people based on linguistics, you're a racist. If you're like only blank speak blank, you're a bad person. Um, 
Two, the snake was going at the kid. And Harry said something, and then the, the snake stopped. And your response is, what are you playing at? I'm, and, like, if I was Harry, and again, like, maybe this is just me. But, like, if I'm Harry, I'm like, what am I playing at? Get him. Go. Do your thing, kid. Get him. Get him. Oh, you want to talk? You want to talk some stuff to me? Hey, you know what? Never mind. Never mind. Go at him. Yeah, he does. He does look 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 plump. Go eat. I don't think Jess is the plump one. I think Ernie's the plump one. Right. Actually, most of Hufflepuff is probably plump. Festively, being honest here. Festively plump. <laughs> Jolly, if you will. It's who they are as people. <laughs> they smoke <laughs> weed. They eat chicken fingers, and and they like herbology. Like like. It is what it is. Yeah. And if you think that, uh, you know, only bad people speak to snakes, obviously you saw the Dr. Doolittle remake with Robert Downey Jr. because that was awful. But sure. that was really, I, that was a long way to go for that joke. I'm happy it took us on that uh, journey. Um, you know, we, it, it, it was, it was necessary. We needed to get there. Um, Did we? <laughs> no, we didn't. Um, We've also like neglected to uh, mention any besides Mrs. Norris. Students are dropping the entire time we're having this conversation. Oh right! Like, didn't Colin Creevy go down? Yeah, Colin Creevy goes down because uh, his but his camera, his camera film oh, so is completely just kill some folk. <laughs> well, like, but like he's walking through the halls holding his camera, his Muggle made camera up. Come on. Come on, Although Joanne. it is implied, it is implied. Colin says at some point that somebody told him that if you develop the film in a special way, that's how you make all the uh, like the wizarding photos where everybody walks around, which implies that wizards have not come up with a better way to do cameras and film than what Muggles did. They just came up with a new solution to, uh, you know, I can't think of the word. Develop Make film. Develop film. Thank you. <laughs> uh, see, like, that doesn't bug me because I think wizards are fundamentally lazy people. Um, just on the theme of racism. Um, like, you get that sense. But you t- wave your wand and say, take his pictures. Take <laughs> I also enjoy how, like, a lot of, like, not a lot of, I would say, like, 40% of spells are just whatever you want that that to happen, but in like vaguely Latin terms. Right. And sixty percent of them are just complete gobbledygook. Um. Yeah. Which is actually the language of the goblins. I forgot. Uh. Right. Um. It's either gobbledygook or um Yiddish because again, we've been over this. <laughs> Janice Juplin. Janice Janice Goblin. Um. Job, joblin. Uh, okay, so um, so now we're talking about the air, right? So 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 this is at this point we have a, a well established sense that like enemies of the air beware, air of Slytherin. Yep. So yep. here's my question. Here's my question. Ginny was the one writing this. Tom yep. was the one instructing her to write this. If I were going on a a potential murder spree, um. I wouldn't go around telling people who I was. I would simply do the murders or petrification. Like, I don't know why. Yeah, but petrifications are just murder, just D minus murders. Right. Like, just like failed murder. Um, So, like, I don't understand why Tom is like, hey, Ginny, in in chicken blood, uh, will will you go, go around telling people that I'm doing this? 
just in case. <laughs> so the uh, the chicken blood thing is actually explained later. Yeah, it's a basilisk. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but uh, I mean, this there's 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 so many fucking plot plot holes with the whole diary thing. Like, okay, so number one, I believe isn't it already established that uh, Lord like Voldemort is uh, heir of Slytherin even at this point? Like, yeah, I know it's established later. Yeah, I know it's established later, but like, I think it's I think more than just Dumbledore knows. Like, everybody should be like, huh, weird. A giant snake is going around killing mudbloods, and the heir of Slytherin is, uh, you know, claiming responsibility. Who could that be? I we don't. I don't know anybody. Do you, Tom? Do you know anybody? No. Nope. All right. Nope. Don't know anybody. Sorry. Sorry, folks. Never did. Never did. So there's that. I mean, was there was there no academics at like whatever secondary uh, institution of secondary learning that would have like done some research into Tom Riddle's history? Like nobody, nobody was like Tom Marvolo Riddle. Oh, Marvolo. Do we know any Marvolos in the in the Wizarding World? Uh, yeah, we do. Marvolo famously Bob. somebody that went to Azkaban. We actually have a prisoner record of him. Oh, interesting. Uh, where's this family from? Oh, they claim descent from. Salazar Slytherin. Interesting. Very interesting. Hey guys, I think the heir of Slytherin is Voldemort. <laughs> like there's like it's 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 like the scene in any in any like uh disaster film where you have like <laughs> the, the, the 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 genius or the academic or the scientist who's like, hey guys, I think this is what we should do. Oh, is that what you think, Mr. Scientist? And it's like, yeah, yeah, that's what I think. That's um, why you shouldn't. That's why you don't look up. You look down the pipes. Uh, Yay! All right. So, uh, okay. So, Wait, no. I have, more, I have more problems with this. Right. Tom Riddle's been gone for fifty. Again, Tom Riddle's <laughs> been gone for fifty years. So fine, but like, how does he know who all the mudbloods are? Can he smell them? Can the basilic smell them? If the basilic can smell mud blood, how come when he petrifies people, he doesn't just eat them? That was my, 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 I actually did have a question about why doesn't the basilisk eat people? It's a huge snake. Yeah. Very, very big snake, which again, I I don't know when the best time to get to this is, but it is established established that he's going through the pipes. How big are these freaking pipes? Because I know that like the movie isn't exactly canon for this, but like that's a big fucking snake. How is he getting through all of these pipes? How big are these pipes? How much do how much do Hogwarts students shit? (laughs) A lot. Uh, well, again, have you seen their 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 diets? They eat so much fried food. Um, here's a here's a secondary question: Is there a giant mongoose out there, like going around like hunting basilisks? God willing. No, apparently it's just chickens can do the job of a like giant chi- mongoose. Yeah, like like chickens really bug uh, basilisks, and like again, like in the movie, like the basilisk is a dragon, right? Like massive, massive snake. Um, and, and, and it's like, you need to kill some chickens. Why? I, they bug him because like, like, it's like, what, what is the big issue that a basilisk has waking up on time? <laughs> yeah. Well, and then, and then also like, this is Jenny Weasley's, Jenny Weasley's first year. So we're to assume that she has all of this knowledge about 
Like this, she can sneak around the school. She knows all about her fellow student. Like I know maybe if she, she obviously knows some students like uh, Colin Creevy is in her year in her house. So like, it's probably not that hard for her to figure out that he's muggle born, but some of the other people like, how did you, how does Ginny Weasley figure that out? And if it's just mudblood thing, why do they go for the cat? Is Mrs. Norris a mudblood? Mrs. Norris is in fact a mudblood. So by that inversion, there are wizarding cats. I think that there are wizarding cats. Um, Professor McGonagall, canonically a wizarding cat. You know what? Fair point. I, I retract. <laughs> um, so was so- he like? Was was Tom like following? Was like Tom like possessing Ginny around the around the castle and be like, oh, that's that professor I fucking hate. Go get her. Oh, no, it's just, it was just a cat. Sorry. It's just a cat. It, it's like he thought it was McGonagall. It was just a cat. And he was like, ah, shit. Um, Filch is okay, I guess. He's, he's... Uh, he's a squib, so he has uh, wizard It's like blood. a reverse. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I just don't understand how they're like supposed to know which one's which. And then we, that's not even to get to the point where like, Tom's entire plan seems to be to, you know, open up the Chamber of Secrets, take Ginny, and then, like, take Ginny's soul and then turn his uh, corporal self out of the diary. Is his, what's his plan then to, like, rule the rest of the, rest of the wizarding world? Is he just going to, like, go find his other self and let his other self possess his new possessed self? Is there, like, possession on top of possession? Are we talking about, like, other Pos- other possession. fractions well yeah it's like it's yes it's exactly but like then do you do you undo some of the horcruxes if you like recombine the horcruxes all of a sudden does it go from like seven to six or or do you become or does it go to from seven to eight because if you're a full person from seven and you get additional six your seven has done the job like you are one so like are you now like one point five six or, or one point exactly it's yeah. that the math doesn't work out the math does not work out um we so haven't we have, even gotten to the polyjuice potion yet <laughs> uh wait we have not gotten to the polyjuice potion yet we i one does the polyjuice potion happen before uh aragog yes okay so let's do the polyjuice potion uh let's talk about the time that uh that uh harry got so drunk that he thought he was crap um oh yeah hell yeah this is actually <laughs> probably the like the last thing we can do it's gonna be another hour I, th- I think so. Um, unfortunately, I really thought we were going to get through this in two because this book is like 200 pages. Um, okay. We had a lot of, we had a lot of sidesteps. Yeah, that was not, you know, we, we actually do need uh nerd Angus to keep us on track. Um, so, Seriously. Uh, so polyjuice potion happens. Um, and the polyjuice potion is a, is a funny thing to me um, because it means that somebody at some point was like, I'm super not into how I look. I want to look like some other folk. Let's figure this out. For one hour. For, for one, one hour. For one hour. And so, like, let's think about the practical implications of that, okay? Espionage, sure. Um, like, it, it makes sense from, from an MI6 standpoint. James well, Bond. Or, could, yes. Yeah. How, James, how Harry used it. Right. That is, that is a reason. There's... I come from 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 a, a point of view that believes that like a lot of human in- innovation is meant to either make money or have sex. I was about to say infidelity skyrockets. <laughs> yeah, there's no way you can really make money off of this beyond the espionage thing. There's a whole lot of doing stuff that is like 
I, it wasn't me, Shaggy. Like, so, we have it on camera. Wasn't me. Polyjuice <laughs> potion, I, man. <laughs> no, man, you can definitely make money on this. Again, we, as we established, uh, I don't know how many episodes ago, but like last book, like there is a conversion rate from muggle money to wizard money. Why don't you just take the Polyjuice potion of the local bank manager, then walk out with 20 million pounds and then go to Gringotts and just exchange it. Like what? Like five gallons? Yeah. Like what? <laughs> Whatever it is. How are they? Gonna, how are they going to trace that? Yeah. Uh. So. 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 I, I. And like you could do other things, right? Like that's not even espionage, but like it's mostly adultery. Mostly adultery. Like it feels like it's mostly adultery. Like I'm going to take the polyjuice potion of some random guy on the on the train. I'm going to go to my mistress who's taking the polyjuice potion for a random woman on the train. We're going to do our thing. Prove it. Prove it. Like you oh, you have you have you have you have video? Wasn't me. It was the one-armed man. <laughs> Kimbo. Um uh, yeah, and, and like I, I guess like, like so I guess I guess that's another reason or another use. Murder. Murder, murder becomes a lot murder, easier. Murder does become a lot easier. Like, Again, as we said before, <laughs> Foldaboard has at least four bodies that like are definitely uh, uh, subscribe subscribe to him. Sorry, yeah, and so work. like, so like, so like, if you're if you're and and like that gets to the point of like like you don't need to Avada Kedavra folk. You just need to Polyjuice Potion and and Jack the Ripper it, right? Like you you can go around strangling. Folk. What, do do we think that your your fingerprints change? Yeah, it's supposed to be everything. Like Harry's eyes change when he turns into. Uh, I don't remember which one he turns into. Call it Goyle. Um, yeah, whatever one. Yeah, like their so, shoes don't fit. Some, for some reason, their clothes are like oddly okay, but they're like. <laughs> t- so then, all of a sudden, it's like so. Like, let's just think. Well, number okay. First off, the one hour time limit is like really dumb. I don't know how you like perfectly get to one hour when you're making a potion, but I think it's really dumb. Not only to like get that like, right like in the nose. Sixty five ish minutes. Right. I, you think it'd be like, ah, it'd be like 60-ish minutes. So then you get to like 60 minutes. You're like, okay, well, I guess I have a few more. Well, or, oh, or, crap. Or, no, I don't. Or it's like uh, like how like uh, Tylenol is like, it, it, it's a six-hour release. So around five hours, you're like, okay, like this might wear off soon. But like, why don't you just make it for 24? Uh, one hour makes no sense to me. Because uh, motels charge by the hour. That brings me to my next point. Uh, when you transform <laughs> and you are wearing the clothes, your own clothes, let's say that you were going to transform into me and you're wearing your clothes and then you transform into me. My junk is now in your underwear. Uh, I want to say a special thank you to JK Rowling for that imagery. Um, <laughs> uh, you, uh, you can follow uh, Greg for all sorts of junk uh, commentary at Mr. Mojo Rising 89. Uh, you can follow me at Diamonds Esquire or uh, at TLS underscore N underscore TDS. Uh, it's usually me. It's sometimes somebody else, but it, it says it's me. Um, for, uh, for, for all of your, your imagery questions, please follow us on Instagram. That'll get up and running certainly by the time this episode drops. I, I'm sure it'll be up by then. Um, special thank you to uh, the Smith Workforce Management Group, as well as uh, whoever Blue Air decided to put in. Um, again, we are pro Dunkin' Donuts. So if it's more of that, great. Um, Please like, subscribe, share, tell your friends, tell your local uh, junk magnets. 
we couldn't and wouldn't do this without you. So thanks so much. And we'll see you next time. This is what we get. This is why Angus has to be here. There's just, we can't be left alone. Podcast Network.